0: Welcome to the RPG Podcast.
1: And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented
0: by Shape, a Time Wheel production.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with the one and only Luis Palomino, bare knuckle boxing, uh, lightweight champion, right?
0: Yes, double so every champion.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today?
0: Good morning, man. Thank you. Uh, I've just been up every morning since early, and I took a little nap right now in between, but <laughs> <laughs> just been, been waking up for the second time today.
1: Wow, you got up early. <laughs> okay. Did you go work yeah. out?
0: Everything, uh, 5 a.m., just about okay. Every day.
1: Yeah. I wake up around 7 so is that just that's just your internal clock you have to wake up
0: at 5 um, not 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 necessarily <laughs> you know but I'm just you get the, your day started early man everything just goes right you know so yeah I kind of push I kind of push for that time and now if I feel like my body needs more time to recover I won't force myself to wake up unless I have to
1: okay. not let me
0: recover you know
1: Okay. Yeah. So you start the day off right. Get up early. Knock out business, and whatnot. Emails, maybe. What do you do in the morning when you get up that early?
0: Uh, I have one of my major clients, one of my close, close friends. Um, we train every single day, six a.m. So well, I do like a good two hours uh, cardio, kickboxing, weights. You know, and I learn a lot from him. So he's my mentor. He's a very good businessman. Nice. So I pick his brain every fucking morning, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. And you're in Miami?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear Miami.
1: How's everything going down there? Everything's
0: It's nice and calm, now. You don't hear too much. I mean, unless you're speaking to the nurses and people that are working in the medical field, you really don't hear much. I have a sister that's a registered nurse practitioner. So all I got to do is talk to somebody in my family and I'm hearing about it, you know? Right. They're more informed, but um, it seems like, you know, everything's quiet now and chill.
1: Well, what do they say?
0: Well, they, they completely took out the mask mandates to begin with. So it's like everything's normal, back to normal. Well, I mean the nurses, sorry. you're. you're oh, ah, they talk about how many people they deal with a day and yeah. how many people that were on the vaccine or were not on the vaccine. You know, they're all there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're know. all coming up on.
1: I know you had caught COVID a couple months ago, right? And you've fully recovered. Obviously, you, won, you retained your belt. There's talk about people having long-term negative consequences, you know, physical consequences. But uh, can you talk about that at all?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I never fully recovered. I'm still not fully recovered today. Whoa. You know, I, I just recovered enough to beat this particular opponent. Dat Nguyen? Yes, you know, um this was a camp that I was so low in energy and I I love powerlifting, you know. That has a, a very quick uh mouth to point fingers about steroids and whatnot because his body looks like a bowl of noodles, uh-huh. like just liquid uh-huh. and noodles, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm sorry. You look like that because you don't like to eat properly and lift some weights. Simple yeah. as that. And I used to look like that. I didn't start lifting weights until the age of 22, 21, 22. So, hey, excuse me for loving to do some powerlifting every time my camp's over. I already started lifting weights. You know, I love doing that. I changed my body pretty late as an adult, you know. So now I like it. I like to lift weights. Yeah, it feels good. good. Yeah, and this dude, Dustin, he's one of those, like, real old-school mentality boxers because today's boxers... You see them, you know, more fit, stronger, more ripped. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the days it was more based on cardio yeah. and you know, there wasn't much of an aspect of the body, the physique that you see today, you know? And because the athletes just have improved. You got the talented guys that work hard, you know. So now you got like all that shit together. You know, the the, the all the new information that we have with personal training. You know, it's like we're in another era now of competition. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. This dude
0: like... over there, you know, claiming to just be in the back of the restaurant training, but it's not true. He trains in the gym too. You know, it's just convenient for him to have a, a gym next to him while he's there all day working. Of course, that makes sense. Yeah. But this professional sport, you know, you not to come over here and, co- and complain about professional things like I'm getting proper training. Yeah, I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah. Also, pay for it. You know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. the cost that comes out of uh, the fighters' pockets for training and management and, you know, the team, I imagine. I mean, you have to – it's not free, you know. No, no.
0: And, it's uh, it comes with it. It comes with the cost, man. You you know, you, you're a champion. You know, you want to treat yourself like a champion, you know, and that's what I do. Even, you know, even before I even fought for the belt, like I'm always carrying myself like that, like a champion, you know, and you got to invest in yourself, man. Nobody champions. else do it.
1: Champions do champion shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a good I, that's actually a Jake Paul quote, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but like it's a game of inches and I was talking with um Brian, not Brian, Jason Knight. He he just he was in the UFC, he went to PFL and we were having an interview and he was talking about how he kind of just eats whatever he wants. And I was kind of like, ooh, that's kind of probably not the best idea when you're fighting at a professional level. Exactly. Yeah. And then he ended up losing in his next fight. And I was, I, I know from my personal experience, when I am super disciplined in my diet, rest, even like sex. Some people say if you have sex, it doesn't affect you. If you don't have sex, it doesn't affect you, whatever. But I find like a, I get a little bit more power. If I don't have sex like every day, yeah. obviously. Of course. I, well, see, you say obviously. They, yeah. they,
0: they've done many studies on that, and one of them that the common interest the most was the explanation about not so much as because you had sex you got weaker. It's more of the rest that you got in between. So, like you're in, you're a high performing athlete, right? And and you're spending all night out, you know, in yeah. two in the morning. By the time you hit the bed after sex. Yep. Now you're talking about, you know, you, your body needed more rest, you know, you need more time to recover. Yeah. You know I mean? So yep. like if, if it's just a thing that you're home and you get to your thing, get enough hours of sleep doing your thing next day. Shit, if anything you're you're boosting up the test levels.
1: Yeah, actually that's a good point, because sometimes it helps you rest better. And so mm-hmm. th- it's that that's I don't know why I brought that up. You got diet, <laughs> rest, um it's
0: it goes hand-in-hand, it goes hand, <laughs> Right. It goes hand, in hand Yeah, your diet, your recovery, you know, your rest, all of that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. I mean, at a professional level, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I was also talking with uh, this other dude, Georgie something, and he's like carnivore, 100%. <laughs> What's your diet like?
0: Um, You know, I, I've read like, – I love nutrition. I've read a lot on it, and there was a time that I did uh, – Blood type diet, right? So like oh. blood type. What's your blood type? I'm a AB positive.
1: Okay, I'm okay. I'm O positive.
0: Alright, so apparently for me, <laughs> for me, it tells me to be a vegetarian. It tells me so. Like they'll give you like um like an example, like a chart, right? It'll be like green light, yellow, and red. So mm-hmm. in green light, it's food that turns that your body turns into energy, into mm-hmm. fuel. Yellow would be like, you don't, it doesn't make you tired and you don't turn into energy. You take like whatever. And then red is food that literally just makes you nostalgic, like tired and lazy. Yeah. Because everybody has different types of acids to break down food. Yeah. Is what I read, right? Right. So everybody breaks down food differently. You know what I mean? So, and it's very funny because when I eat beef, I get the most tired and lazy, ah. you know, and I, I'm sluggish and slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after I broke that food down after, like, a good 72 hours, I'm flying. So, you know, so to answer your question, when it comes to nutrition personally, I don't stick to any one diet. I, I experimented enough to know what works for me. I know that I can have lamb every day if I wanted to. I know that I can have beef if it's only once or twice a week, any beef I wanted to, as much as I wanted to. As long as I only do it once or twice, like on a Tuesday, Friday, or a Monday, Saturday, something like that, you know? And consuming um, a lot of fish, if I want to be light, I can just do a pescetarian diet and drop like easy, like super nice. easy. Something about fish that makes me lose weight super fast. And, I, and I'm talking about like, fish with rice and stuff like that. I'll still drop really fast.
1: Beautiful. You know?
0: I, I do everything just balance that out right. Kind of like my my milk company is actually my fiance's. We called it balanced life bento. So we put it in the bento box, just a little bit of balanced life. You just balance your nutrition. You know, we're, we don't put nobody on those strict diets. I don't believe in diets. I believe that the start of a diet is a means to an end. You're going to start it and you're going to finish it because it's too strict. It's too much. And you're not used to You can't live like that. You know? Balanced life bento, we're giving you lunch and dinner. We can advise you on healthy breakfasts, but you should fast. We recommend if you want to lose weight, you should fast. You know, I normally live up 16 to 18 hours fasting every single day. Whoa. You know? um, so if you can do 14 to 16 hours, it'll literally change your life. You know, your body will start to produce more muscle. You will get rid of more toxins. You have more energy. You produce more of the food that you eat into into muscle, into proteins. You break it down. And you know? so like, it's a healthier way of living instead of, I'm going to diet. No, you just change the way you live.
1: Yeah, like, because it's... A diet is like has a start and end but you need to be it's, it's not sustainable so like for the long uh, term you're
0: gonna break we're human right
1: so yeah, what hours are you eating like what hour of time frame are you eating from like 12 to
0: 8 or? Uh, since I wake up early and I like to I, I've gotten used to training on a faster stomach so right. I don't mind not eating till like two in the afternoon if I have right. so like I really won't check myself look if I'm in camp I'm eating under 7 p.m. Like, if it's 7 p.m., I didn't have a meal. If, if by some chance I got home and I didn't have my meal prepped or I didn't take it with me and I didn't eat it by 7 p.m. in camp, then I won't eat that meal. I just got a protein shake, feed the muscle, go to sleep. That's it. Whoa. But since I'm not in camp, I don't have to maintain a certain weight. right? I can just be healthy and be strong. I like to eat. I'm a fat ass. I'm hard. I'm a fat ass, right? Um. Uh. I'll stop eating whatever time i want, right? So last night I was out, right? And to go out, by the time I finish eating, it's mean like around midnight, 1, 1 p.m., I have an eight today. And I just start my clock. There's an uh, app called Zero. And when it does it, it makes it simple for you. Because so if I stop eating tonight, right? Tonight at uh, 1 a.m. or four p.m. Boom, I press start on my clock. It's going to count down my 16 to 18 hours. So when I wake up in the morning, I look at it, I'm like, oh, Okay, let's see. I got like four hours left. I got five hours left. It makes it easier when you look at it like that. Like, oh, well, you know, four more hours, I complete 18 hours. You know, so it, it's kind of rewarding. So, it yeah, slip. you know, yeah, so you can, you, I would change everything for you. What app is it? Zero, it's called zero. Oh, you said that.
1: Yeah. I think I have that actually. okay.
0: it's just a, it's just a timer, man, and you put yeah. in information, you can put your weight and you can track the weight and the speed that you're losing weight, your energy levels of the hours you're fasting Like you can like really you know get into it, you know fill it out and, and monitor yourself, you know how, how you react to your fasting.
1: I have five dogs here. How many dogs? <laughs> <have
0: you? laughs> I got four American bullies, but I'm just to spoil Hey, stop. Uh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, man.
1: Yeah, we have we foster dogs and we just <laughs> uh, Sully! they're always always barking at the people walking by or Jeez. you know, that's funny. Love dogs. <laughs> um so I we got this new shirt. it, it says meditate, lift weight, celebrate. And because nice. Those are nice looking dogs. Jeez, <laughs> All right. um, nice. Those are good. Um, yeah, I have a, we have one pit bull, and but that's not a pit yeah. bull. Is it a that is, is it a pit
0: bull? American bullies.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know. I guess it's similar. It looks similar, right? Very
0: similar. The, the American bullies are made out of pit bull, mm-hmm. English bulldog, and mm-hmm. Staffordshire.
1: They look, like, scary a little bit if you're walking down the road with them.
0: This one here is, is, a, is a truck. I'm babysitting this one here. Oh,
1: shoot. Oh, my God. Look at
0: this guy's head. <laughs> That's so cute. I'm, he's one of the sons of my girls. So, so my dude is out. So I'll take care of him. He's like a teddy bear.
1: Oh, so man. That, teddy bear. Are they, are they uh, aggressive at all? Zero. Nice. Zero. Go to uh oh, hey, use promo code RPG11, save eleven percent supporting our podcast and great conversations like this. I, <laughs> I my brother has a French bulldog and it's like grayish, purpley kind of that color, and it's kind of aggressive and they say like the color of the dog can sometimes determine the aggressiveness and in those blue, you know, like if they have that blue-gray kind of hair color, sometimes. Uh-huh. I don't know. if you Have you heard anything like that? Do you? No, not really. No. Okay. But it like yeah, brown.
0: The eyes ice, ice change about collision in the eyes. My girl, the mom of these dogs, it was green, like green, 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 green. And by the time she hit, Nine months old, it completely changed the hazel. Okay, that's, 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 that's changing colors.
1: I think that happens with humans sometimes. Um, when you're, yeah. I think it's so, crazy. but um, you know, like then I heard like brown dogs and white dogs are supposedly less aggressive. I'm not sure though.
0: Nah, I don't know. I don't okay. heard
1: well. That's what I heard. We, I mean, my wife is. Comes
0: a... down to how you breed them, how you, how you raise them. Yeah. What kind of lineage they're coming from? Because, like, say you're a very good owner and you're taking care of your dog very well. Yeah. But bloodline behind it, and maybe they used to fight them, or they were extremely aggressive. You know, it's always going to be in the genes too. The right? so exactly. biggest thing with dogs is is the temperament. Like the temperament of my dogs is, is ridiculous. Like she so can have puppies right now. You can just come and touch them. You have no problem with you or any of them, no fights, no nothing. I mm-hmm. just want to hang out, watch TV, and play for like real quick. Cause they're full of muscle, so they get yeah. tired fast. <laughs> do
1: you run with them or anything?
0: Uh, I don't do it to go work out for myself. I do it for them. because yeah. they they burn out like that. Man, it's too much muscle, man. <laughs> uh,
1: they're
0: now, yeah, they spike up. They do fast stuff, explosive. Jump on the couch, jump down, start doing circles. Yeah. For a good ten minutes, and then that's it. That's it. All right, I'm tired. Let's watch a movie.
1: Yeah, I love dogs. They're so good for the, you know, the emotional. Just oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. yeah. As I always say, my dogs, my dogs save me. The very first two dogs I I got started with two females.
1: How that? How how they save you?
0: They saved like my, my mind at a time that I was like quitting. You know, because my knee, I had found out I had a, on the same knee that I have a partial MCL tear, I got a third degree PCL tear. You know, I came from Russia. I felt the pop. Like, one of my last, my last fight in Russia, MMA fight. And when I came back, the the surgeon was like, you're done. You're never fighting again. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you know, like, really bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah whatever, I was in depression for like a good month. Yeah. And that's when I bought the girls, the two girls. So, like, you know, they're, they're just puppies. They're making you smile all the time. Yeah. Right? you're a dog lover like me, forget about it. 100%. They make you smile, you know, they make you feel good. And I guess that energy, that good feeling kept, you know, making me. So I went and got a second opinion, and the second opinion was the same as the third opinion, which was, do you need surgery? Yes. Do you need to do it right now? No. You can... You can do a, like a strong rehabilitation, you know, and and come back from it faster than you would from from surgery, because of the PCL ligament is inside here, right? So there's a lot of protection around it. It's not like the ACL or MCL, you know. And that's what I did, and I continued fighting after that. I never had to do surgery. Okay. My dogs gave me that energy, like that that want, you know, that will positive uh it made me feel feel like it was possible
1: this episode is brought to you in part by element kombucha it's a new sponsor we're very excited they sent me a care package and i drank them all i can't even show you i could show you this empty bottle right here but uh it's uh element kombucha they have cbd uh, um, infusions thc free really tasty blends you know kombucha is good for the gut bio so if you have been taking antibiotics it's always good to take some probiotics and element kombucha is sponsoring this show they're supporting us so we're asking you to support them they actually have really good prices it's like 10 15 bucks for a 6 or 8 pack on their different options they have variety packs or you can just get the summer vibes blend whatever you want it's at elementkombucha.com Promo code RPG11 will save you 11% on your purchase and they'll know that we sent you and we would appreciate the support. Last but not least, sheathunderwear.com, the greatest underwear on the planet, the underwear of legends, the underwear that keeps your balls from sticking to your legs. That's right. This is the best underwear because it keeps your boys cool. Check out SheetsUnderwear.com. Back to the show. How did you start fighting, and when and where did all that happen?
0: First fight was here in Miami. Uh, how did I start no, no Boxing. I started boxing in California at oh. the age between 11 to 14. Nice. Yeah. And uh, my dad took my older brother, Pedro. He's, uh, he's a vet. Oh, nice. And uh, he, he took Pedro to the boxing gym. Pedro was like a physical specimen. Right? My, my brother Pedro. like He has all of my mom's side of the jeans. Uh-huh. And my mom's side jeans was talking about like, you know, big, all my cousins, all my my, my uncles, tall and muscular, right? And I got more like on my daddy's jeans. None of that good stuff,
1: right?
0: And <laughs> so, I had to like bust my ass and change my body, man. It took me years. But, um, He took him to the gym and I asked him, Can I can I go? You know, it was too my my brother was just like strong, right? Yeah. And and we went over there, yeah, yeah, let's go then. We went over there, he did boxing for like about two weeks. And I stayed for three years. Uh (laughs) And it was my love, it wasn't his. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't something that he enjoyed, you know. He was very good with his hands, with art. He could have easily been an architect. You can build things that you wouldn't believe. And very smart. But it was just, you know, boxing wasn't his thing. And I ended up loving it. That's how it started for me. Three years of boxing, you know, with the Mexicans over there in, in California, San Bernardino.
1: San Bernardino. Were, okay. San Bernardino. Yeah. Is that where you grew up then, San Bernardino, California?
0: Three and a half years. Three and a half years. I mean, that's when I first stepped into the States, from Peru to California. Peru. Okay, yeah. how old were you? 11, 10? I was 10 turning 11. I was turning 11. I had just turned 11 or something like that.
1: And I did three
0: years over there. So I started the boxing, the amateur boxing, all of that. And I was getting ready for a tournament. Then my father goes to prison. My mom has to come over here on her own. You know, six kids by herself. Wow. No English, no papers. You know, and she pulled through. She brought us over here. Started all over again. From California and, to Miami? Yeah, I've been in Miami now for 31 years. Wow. So, yeah, but the time that we got here, the gang activity was just ridiculous, man. It was, everything was fine, stabbing, and jumping, you know, everything was cool to jump, everybody. That was a cool thing to do, you know? No way. Yeah, I didn't like that crap, so I come from, I was boxing in California, and Everything's one-on-one, you know? Yeah. They jumped me one day because I used to ride my bike to the boxing gym. Yeah. And I got jumped one day. Well, I got hit because I wanted to take my bike, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Well, I got hit by one of them, but he wanted me to let go of the bike. I didn't let go of the
1: bike.
0: Uh-huh. And then the other one comes, but he didn't hit me. The other one came, but he didn't hit me. And then this guy hit me again so I could let go of the bike. I didn't let go of the bike. And when I got to the boxing gym, you know, those are old school boxers from the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, Everybody knows them, you know? So they're like, hey, let's go back over there. So we went back over there. We looked for them. And it's like, okay, now both of you got to fight with him one-on-one now. Nice. Everything was fun of it. And all the game members in Cali, they respected the boxers. You know what I mean? Talking about the like, coaches too, though. but, you know, they probably trained with him for years. Who knows, you know? Who knows yeah. what the history was. So I, they had to both fight me. I beat the crap out of both of them. One-on-one.
1: Nice.
0: But when I got to Miami, I really didn't like that. it's just the shit. Where, like, you know, you're jumping one person, you know, five on one, it's supposed to be cool. Everybody's cool for me, man. Mm-hmm. That's why I had fights, because I would get into fights that will not even mind. I didn't like the injustice. You know?
1: No. Yeah, okay, that's a culture shock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, so you, you you got to beat those two guys up then?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, they got it. They and you got your bike back? We got two free hits.
1: Yeah. Two free yeah, that's not cool. I, I, yeah. How old are you? Today, forty-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm forty-three. So, we, but we grew up in like the same kind of time frame, and um, I lived in I lived in Southern California, um, in like Orange County, and San Bernardino is not too far from that. I don't think, but. That you, but you came from Peru yes. at 10 how so did when you when you moved here did you speak English good already or
0: I came uh, well no 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 i learned I learned how to speak English fully in the first year i i stepped into california But nice. I did not I yeah learned it in one year man very very you know what I had I've had a very good response to languages because English I did it all in one year I learned how to speak fluently yeah I was like, I got here like 10 years old. By the time I was 11, I could speak with anybody, you know? And then Portuguese, I've never gone to school for Portuguese. But I did capoeira uh, and and I did jujitsu. I'm a black belt in jujitsu and I'm a professional capoeira.
1: I love capoeira.
0: But I could speak fluent Portuguese with anybody from Brazil. Wow. I picked it up, you know?
1: What what does poha mean? mean? <laughs>
0: it, doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense because the actual meaning of the word and how they use it is so completely different. Crazy. <laughs> <Frenzy. laughs>
1: I love. I, I know Gilbert Byrne was like,
0: "bullhead." Bullhead. They use the uh, for
1: That's funny. So okay, yeah, that means you're very like your IQ is probably pretty high if you can just learn languages that easy. And fighting, it could be considered a language, right? Yeah. I say and so. Yeah, like the the probably the first language was fighting because we we're just making noises. Ooh, ooh ah, and then like, <laughs> All maybe, right. whatever. But where did the baboon
0: um, name come from? Baboon came from this group here. This symbol here was the mm-hmm. logo for my first Capoeira group, which was uh, Capoeira oh, Bolistan. Yeah which means abolition, freedom, right? Nice. And, uh, I was named after the logo, Baboon. That was the actual logo. I was the first one. And it got really big. The, the team ended up everywhere, man. Right? It's in Mexico, Peru, Chile, Colombia, Venezuela. It's in, in UK. It's everywhere. Like that's This is sad group. It ended up spreading out pretty big. Um... I was named after that logo, and I ran with that name. That was it. I, like, everybody called me. Boom. And I like it. Nobody
1: else. I don't know. Think anyone else has that name? Unique, you know. Like who's gonna, be, you
0: know, calling themselves that,
1: you know? And they're freaky with their teeth, and you know,
0: <laughs> aggressive as shit too.
1: Yeah, super
0: that's aggressive. A, wow.
1: That's a great name. And um, <laughs> like, I, I watched a capoeira movie or whatever. There was like this teacher <laughs> who taught the kids how to do capoeira. Yeah when i was a kid but it it looks so fun in that that back and forth kind of dance kind of rhythm yeah um it's pretty simple like to mimic and then you just keep doing it keep doing it and then like throw a kick and then get back into it and i could like the physical fitness aspect of that it's like people should be J- doing that or jujitsu or boxing or something
0: yeah yeah that or jujitsu anything like that man watch your whole entire body you
1: i know keep me, keep and been doing it since you were 11. i know like some guys start at 20 and um tyson fury starts started at like three so it's uh you know when you start anything at such a young age, you're going to have that muscle memory to that. Just, you can't really get in the later years. I don't think if you yeah. start later. So the fact that you started at 10, 11, I think is a per, like a perfect age. Cause you're a little bit more physical. Yeah. And, you know, um, you're not f- like five years old. Maybe it might seem too young, but I, I guess, um, uh, Floyd Mayweather started pretty young also. But yeah. As, that that you started so young because it uh it pays off like in the long run you know that muscle memory you just you don't even have to think
0: yeah yeah it's just reaction
1: yeah and you do, so like getting in the zone i like to talk about that a little bit here on the podcast sometimes that flow state when like time slows down you know what i'm talking about do you ever yeah. how, how, how do you experience that does that ever come across in, in like any fights that you can recall, or training, you know, where like, you know,
0: go ahead. In the fight? Yeah. Like Man, for this fight, for this specific fight right here, it was, I was very off.
1: Yeah, so,
0: Look, apart from my timing being off, because I barely even got in shape for this fight. That, that's the truth. Hey, back up. Stay, stay, stay. the timing was off. You know, my power wasn't there for sure. I couldn't do what I was telling you earlier. Is I couldn't do weights because I wasn't recovering. Right. I didn't have the time frame to do what I normally do, which is power lift, get stronger every camp, and then come down with more quality to one fifty five. You know, I didn't right. have the luxury to do that. All I could do is try to get in the best cardio shape I could possible. Yeah. And it, and it took me until like two weeks before the fight that my lung finally opened up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the whole camp, you have your trainers looking at you like, uh, yeah, you know, that wasn't, you know what I mean? I'm not doing the numbers that I'm used to doing on the track. You know, there's every, there's a science to everything, you know? Everything's written down. I have everything written down, you know? So if, if I'm not throwing this many punches and sparring, if I'm not doing this time on a 600 meter, if I'm not doing this time on a 400 meter, you know, like, if I'm not doing this and that compared to how I was in my last fight when I'm like two fight, two weeks away, then maybe we shouldn't take this fucking fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. my turn is like, are you sure about this? But then in the last two weeks, I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't make a decision based out of my ego. Lucian, get out of You know, I don't want to like, oh, you know, out of the ego and like, I got, he's talking too much crap, I'm going to go and fight this dude. No, but I'm, I'm a little smarter now, I'm a little older, a little more mature now, you know what I mean? So, you know, it comes with the territory. I've had plenty of losses. It's like when I did MMA, I didn't have no amateur fights. So I went straight to fight pro, fighting a 170, man. What the hell did I have? I didn't even weigh 170, I was like 165, 167. I'm fighting dudes that are coming down to 200. Little did I know about weight cutting. I didn't know about weight cutting. So I learned everything just the most worst possible way. (sighs) Ruined my record pretty much from the start. You know, but I didn't care about it because Babu will fight anybody. So if there was a fight out here, oh, Babu will fight anybody. No, as a matter of fact, we have a show going on right here. And we have all these fighters on this list. Let's bring somebody that just came out of UFC and let's make him fight Babu because Babu will fight anybody. And that's how I fought. That's why I've beaten so many people that have gone to UFC, you know, or, or lost to some, right? Dude, that Gagey fight. Like yeah, that Gagey like, fight. You know, I mean,
1: come on, look at that one. Yeah, that was a war. That I mean, I I that was, I mean, much respect. Hopefully you feel good about that fight. I know it didn't go your way, but it was very impressive. And to throw with him like that, knowing that he's fought for the UFC title or whatever. And, uh, I mean, you had him a couple of times. You know, it was just a matter of, uh, I guess connecting when i was when i was young you know my dad would i would watch boxing with my dad and he would tell me that the reason they wore the gloves wasn't protect wasn't to protect the other guy's face but to protect the fighter's fists you know from breaks yes and he and so you know fighting in bare knuckle boxing you're not using gloves obviously and so do you how did the punches feel on your hand coming from the other person? Like versus getting hit with boxing gloves? Like what's the difference?
0: Um I haven't gotten hit enough to, uh. to be frank with you. I haven't gotten hit enough. Like, I mean, the same way you see my face was the same way I came out of that fight. Uh, yep, now, yep. He landed some punches. Yeah, he landed some punches all around here because he was he was very fixated on the justin gagey fight and i guess he thought that he was gonna knock me out by hitting me he's somewhere on top of here you know
1: yeah he was throwing those overhand rights it
0: was like he was just swimming the entire time then he has the audacity to say that i landed everything based out of headbutts and elbows is what he's saying you got that uppercut i saw you know it's such a sore loser won't stop posting you know, how I cheated with that, how I cheated with Was how I, how I bought the judges. And I'm like, oh, look at your face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at your face, right? Oh, that's because of the headbutts and the elbows. Like, oh, okay. You're doing everything with your head down here. So, you know, do you feel it? Yeah, you feel You feel something hit you. But uh, I've always said there's two types of fighters out there, right? You have the fighter that feels pain when they're fighting, and, and then they start to get smaller. As it goes, yeah, it so was if it was a, a jujitsu uh, thing and he was a black belt and he just hit one time, he'll drop to a brown belt. If you hit one more time, he'll drop to a purple, you know. Like, ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. And then you have other spiders, all right, which are the very few that you hit them and they get
1: angrier.
0: Uh huh, I'm one of those. So, for me to like really acknowledge pain from you. You have to put a whooping on me, like, like, you have to like do something to my face that you can actually physically see. You know, you have to give me some sort of pain that I can respect you out of. You know? Yeah. If I'm out of the fight like this, you yeah. can say whatever you want, man. I don't, I don't care what you got to say or what excuse you got or how your delusional fans, you know, believe everything you say, right? You know, but um in the end of the day, this piece for itself. Hey, that's it. This piece for itself, you know. One of my dogs is a couple fight for five rounds and you won, then you should have caused some sort of damage in those guys' face. Yeah.
1: No, that was clear. That was very clear. I got a fucking woodpecker pecking on my I thought it was a woodpecker? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh I got the stage. What do, what do you think? Yeah,
1: they like they live in, in my house over here. Um, wow, that is crazy. We're just gonna have to hopefully you can't. You can't. Can you hear that?
0: No, no, I can't.
1: Okay, good. I'll just ignore it. When uh, you know the, what you said about the breathing on COVID was interesting to me. Like, can you elaborate what that felt
0: like? Oh this is exactly how it felt right so when i first came out of the hospital i had cans of oxygen all over the house oh wow that was courtesy of my fiance that I found that i never even thought about something like that smart and i was i was sponsored within the next day when i let them know that i was using it nice um but i had them all over the, the house because for a moment, you think that you're you're okay. You know, I'm an athlete, man. You know, I think I'm I, I'm gonna overcome everything quick. You know, yeah. before COVID, I didn't get sick for five years. Not even a cough, not a sneeze, not a cough, not a fever, nothing. Right. For five
1: years,
0: you know, the way that I live. live. Yeah. I, 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 I believe a lot in IVs. You know. Yeah. So sometimes you're, you're doing something like I'm ch- changing a dog's food, man. Right? Ch- moving, you know, cage around cleaning up and, and you start getting like kind of like a I think it's like a combination of a panic attack uh-huh. with the lack of air. So it's not just so much as the lack of air it's like, like you start to fucking freak out because it, it, it happens out of nowhere. You know? Yeah. So that would have some episodes apart from the waking up four times a night to dry my whole body up in the sheets. Whoa. For, for weeks. Right? Um, the migraines the fevers that were 102, 104 for 15 days straight. Whoa. 102, 104, like my brain was frying, you know. Like, I, I was really damaged because of my negligence to getting help. I, I fought it out 12 days at home, empty stomach, you know, like, I'm doing my own IV, so I don't know how, I know how to do it. Wow. not a good thing when you don't have nothing in your stomach <laughs> and you're dehydrated, right? You can't be putting body in your head. So... It really messed me up like I almost blew my pancreas. And I got there the time I got to the hospital, information of the pancreas, severe pneumonia, uh, all that crap, you know. Um, so dealing with the recovery of it, it wasn't just the breathing, the breathing I knew from everybody that I was yeah. going to deal with. That was a yeah. spectrum, right? Hey, cage, buddy cage, cage. It wasn't, a, you know, I already was suspecting the whole breathing part, right? But the energy was the one that shocked me like there's a story that i tell everybody because this is i like sticking to the truth the truth Please. i ordered a drawer big tall box it's right there in front of that door right there like, three steps away from us okay i didn't pick up the box like you know i just moved it side to side to bring it inside the house and i set it down right there <laughs> like right of the couch you know by the time i got there just moved the damn drawer that was the first physical thing I did after the hospital. Like the day after the hospital. I almost fainted. I like, like, I had to like if the couch was in here, like I cut out to the couch, there's an oxygen can right there. I'm like, you know, like, and I took like 10 deep breaths to get my airbag, right? But that wasn't the big problem. The biggest problem was what I felt. When I do powerlifting, and I'm talking about powerlifting when I'm breaking my records. Mm-hmm. I always aim at breaking, at least if it's by five pounds. I like breaking the record until the next fight. I like doing mm-hmm. that in between. Nice. My day, right? So it felt like if I had gone a whole week of breaking a number here or there, that same feeling that you feel at the end of the week, that soreness, the pain, I felt all oh, that shit right there from that move. Wow. What the fuck is this? That's when I could open my eyes, like whoa, like weak. like we I lost twenty eight pounds, man. Whoa. You know, you, you you know, and then this dude has you know the audacity to talk all this crap, like dude, you're full of excuses. I came out of a hospital bed, man. You know, the blood work will tell you pre anemic, pre diabetic, pre anemic, pre diabetic on the yeah. blood work. Okay? Yeah. Zero cortisol. Like who the hell does not have cortisol? <laughs> like, like how the hell did that even get affected like everything like you know like you look at everything just red, red 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 horrible
1: yeah. wow what you did know? they what did they treat you with at the hospital
0: so I was too late for the Regeneron which I recommend yeah. to anybody that catches this crap right because yeah. I know many people only reason why I recommend it is because I don't know too many people that are close to me that told me about it after I did yeah. it before yeah that They've gotten it, the Regeneron, and they've been good within two, three days. They yep. still deal with the post-COVID symptoms, the fatigue, the lack of air, yeah. But you get rid of the actual thing in two, yeah. three days, which I was infected for 19 days, man. Yeah. You know, I was, I was really bad. So I was too late, apparently, by the time I got to the hospital, I was too late for that. Oh,
1: no, they said yeah. I was too
0: late, and they gave me a five-day COVID medication. Okay. And I guess the combination of that with whatever the steroids that were giving me from my pancreas, my sugar went okay. and spiked to 340, 350. Okay. And they were freaking out. They come, like, injecting me with insulin. And every time they inject me with insulin, they're like, uh, you might become diabetic after this. And oh, I'm okay. like, all right. And then you come again, second time, like, you might become a diabetic. I'm, I'm like, hold, hold the fuck up, man. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> it was like, oh, my sister. And you know, she's the nurse, you know, and I, hey, they keep telling me, that you know, I might become a diabetic every time they poke me with insulin, because my sugar side, I don't know what, and she's like, do not let them poke you with insulin again. Okay. A lady comes back, um, she's not taking no for an answer, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm putting two and two together, who put me on that medication, you know what I mean? The doctor, right? Yeah. So, you know, if I become diabetic, we have a little issue here, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. The doctor, you, know, you made up a diabetic, right? Right. So, yeah. so they're not taking no for an answer. That I don't want them to shop. They came yeah. back, no, I'm not doing it. And as a matter of fact, that was the first day that I had ate and held something in my stomach, right? Yeah. So I had energy. So, so I told like, her, look, it's not going to happen. At this point, I can fight you back. If you <laughs> want to go and get some help, you're going to need some help. <laughs> not going to happen. As a matter of fact, I want my release, and I got my release, and I got out of it. Mm. I was still in, but now the fevers are gone, the headaches, the migraines are gone.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I can actually eat something. So how am I supposed to get better on the hospital bed all day and all night from severe pneumonia? How, how, how does your pneumonia get better? I'm like this hooked up to things like all day and all night. Like, no, yeah. I need to get I got out of there. I quarantine myself back in my house. You know, I woke myself up three, four times a night. when my fiance helped me the first couple of nights, and um, I got over that crap all over again. And and then I so see the instinct I told you with the drawer, right?
1: Yeah.
0: There was a second eye opener. So the following week, right? I I go and I do the kind of train that I tell you about, right? We always normally walk for one hour. Mm-hmm. Body going first. Yeah. We'll one an hour, and then we'll go and lift weights or do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So in that hour, I'm mean, like picking his brain. You know, that's, that's when I, you know, I, I'm going to school. You yeah. Know, this smart, you know, but I've learned, I've learned a lot from him. But so I said, we, we did a one hour walk, just walk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We didn't train. So that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So a month, right, it's the second Monday after I came in the hospital. <laughs> so I guess I got excited that I started my day, you know, so, so I got home and I had so many things pending. I've been in the hospital for how long, you know. That I got out on the street, man, with my oxygen can, and I'm moving around. I continue to walk. Bad call, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: And I got home. It felt like if I had done legs and lower back, it felt like like I came back from working out, like oh. from the gym. You know? And you just walked. And, and the cold sweats that had stopped just the day before started again for three more days. Damn. But like it brought me back again. It's like fuck. And I was gonna start training that week. Yep. started moving my body and sweating. I had to postpone another week. Yeah, so so this guy's over here saying I was training the whole time that he only trained for a month. Like, what are you talking about, man? I'm the one that was in the hospital.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I heard you know Kazma Chimaev. The uh, he's like the rising star of the UFC. In yeah. The, had, yeah, and he he had it, and I guess maybe <laughs> you guys had a similar sort of experience in that maybe trying to come back too soon or not resting enough
0: no i definitely came back too soon my, my my one of my trainers <laughs> athlete right this dude does triathlons for fun i don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy right a fun. I have I a parade. I what, what does he line. do for fun <clears throat> triathlons man like who the hell does triathlons for fun man yeah. you know like that's a lot of work bro that's a lot of work man it's a lot of miles to swim and bike and then run it's like oof So this dude is in the most ridiculous shape that you can ever think of all the time, right? It took him three months alone just to recover from this crap, to start moving his body around. Wow! I fought in three months while recovering. I put myself in that position because I didn't have to, you know, because I worked well under pressure. I said, if I put myself under this type of pressure, I will get better faster.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's nothing I wanted more than to get better faster. Right, because scared me, you know. Like, like I thought I was gonna die. You know. Yeah,
1: but if you had like that's, I was just watching this show about this lady that got it. It's called the Morning Show. It's on Apple TV, and she and like, like if you were hopeless and didn't like have anything to look forward to, to get over it, I feel like it would like be harder to recover. But the mind is so strong, and if you have like a goal or something to occupy your mind and stay positive then you, your body would probably recover faster is kind of what well, I there you, there you go. So as I said, I said if,
0: if I put myself in the pressure that I have to weigh a certain weight, I have to look a certain way, I have to feel a certain way in that date, then now I have a target. And and when I, when I do conditioning, right, I've only had like three different conditioning trainers and I've told them all the same. I tell them all the same. You know, um, when you want to get the most out of me, don't give me time don't work with me on time like if you tell me okay you're going to be in this station for 2 minutes you're going to be in this station for 1 minute at some point unconsciously you're going to cheat yourself uh-huh. you know so i don't work with me with numbers i work with numbers okay. so if you tell me in this round you got to do this many punches uh-huh. next round i'm not going to do less than that i'm going to do that or i'm going to break it yeah if you you got to run this mile under this time i'm going to aim at that time or i'm going to break it like so i work well with numbers so when you when you tell me I better be ready, November sixteenth, now I was like I have to get up, you know, go train, do more recovery, more massages, you know, more therapies because mm-hmm. it was more about recovering than to preparing for the fight to train. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I beat this dude at my very worst, and I got untouched. Nah. And, he has, and he has the face. You know, the sore loser face to come and claim and, and use excuses. Like, dude, the best thing you do is be quiet. You didn't deserve a title shot to begin with. Like, why would you that didn't defend your title at 135 get to skip to other people at 155 where you've never even fought? Yeah. And you can skip everybody for a title shot after you got thrown out of the company and stripped from your belt. Like, why would we give you any title shots? But hey, I'm a company man, you know? They gave me the yeah. fight. I took the fight out of the way. I didn't receive any damage. Yeah. I mean, my check. You want to give me that guy? There you go. He's out of the way now. Now, Brace Chad he...
1: Mendez. Oh, yeah, Chad Mendes. How? Okay, yeah, that's exciting. Because uh, I, I was going to ask if this, if that wanted a, a rematch, which he might or might not. I don't know. No. Does he? Fuck
0: that. I'm sorry if you can't curse on this one, but. No, it's okay. Like for yeah. real. He never disturbed it to begin with, right? Yeah. And why would he get a rematch? Why yeah, would yeah. he you know who's more disturbing of a rematch than him? Jim is more disturbing of a rematch. He was 4-0 and he was the face of the station Um Tornado was a champion in UK. He was 4-0 and he he actually made me bleed. He caused some sort of damage. Yeah. And I'm gonna give this little idiot one thirty-five. Look, it's not a, it's not a fight that excites me at all, man. How, why would I be excited and go to war? Because when you go to war with bare knuckle man, it don't matter who's bigger, who's smaller. It doesn't matter. We're talking about bare knuckle. If you get a cut big enough, the fight stops. That person won. You know, if you get kicked in the right spot, you can go to sleep because it's bone to bone. There's no yes. gloves, right? yes. all right, So why would I go? And, and get into a crazy fight when I'm the only one that's risking everything. Right. Yeah. I'm risking everything. I'm giving him a title shot in front of other people. He's yeah. never even fighting my weight class. Not only is he fighting for one of my belts, he's fighting for both of my belts. You know what I mean? And if I beat him, what? Oh, you knocked out a smaller guy. Oh, yeah. you couldn't knock out a smaller guy. Yeah. Oh, a smaller guy did this to you, though. Like, there's no winning.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you, you have everything to lose, and or whatever, and he has uh, everything to gain. The uh, Chad Mendez fight, though, what's what's going on with
0: that? That, I was told at first that he was going to debut sometime in November before my fight. That that didn't happen. I, I remember there was a card, they even called it a Mendes card or something, Mendes night or something like some that. It was gonna be his debut. It was gonna be Arizona, but then it happens. So I don't know what's going on with that. I, um, I did ask for him the moment that I heard about him signing. Yeah. And Feldman told me that he needed to get his feet wet first, which was to fight for November. But now November's gone. Um, he hasn't fought. I can fight in February. You know. I mean, BKFC was talking about him getting his feet wet. And then BKFC also said that Mike Perry can go, can possibly go straight to a title shot. Ah. That's BK because, because he's saying that, right? Not just a reporter, right? So if you're gonna give Mike Perry a direct title shot, why not give Chad Mendes a direct title shot? I say he's more deserving. He's fought bigger names, he's won more fights, yeah. you know, in UC history. Yeah. Mike Perry did, you know, I think he has a better you know, track record than Mike Perry does and he's a big name too. He so is, come, come come to the dark side over here and just come five his titles, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Mike Perry joined uh, BKFC too? He signed, he
0: signed, uh, he signed at 175.
1: Okay. Um, I, I, Perry too. We could, we could do it at 165. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That would be... Uh, 165. 165. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, mike perry i didn't know he i didn't know he was let go from the ufc or whatever yeah he was let go and picked up by bkfc right away and Paige van zent is she on there too
0: she's still on uh she has one fight left in her contract so she might be fighting soon she might be fighting february
1: and but so you know joe rogan talks about how the ufc should go to maybe gloveless sometimes or having some kind of gloves where you can't uh where the fingers don't point out for eye yeah. folks.
0: <laughs> for a long time i do not they're gonna solve that issue
1: yeah uh but so but i for what for whatever reason i thought bkfc was uh, was also um like grappling and stuff but it's only boxing
0: no no because bkfc is only boxing yeah you have uh george Mastodon thing that is the brand of mma yeah BKFC is literally boxing. The only differences are the time range. Instead of two minutes, boxing is three minutes, right? Yeah. And the fact that you can clinch with one hand, you can grab the head with one hand and keep punching with the other. I like that. Yes.
1: I saw you kind of pulling uh, Dat's head down, or you know, which is smart, obviously. <laughs> Control the head, right?
0: Yeah, he's he's a boxer, boxer. You know, they hate that shit. <laughs> uh,
1: we the okay so. Yeah, we I watched the the Jorge Masvidal thing. That's that that is I guess the one where it's bare knuck or uh, you know. Bare no MMA. Yeah, bare knuckle MMA. That is what it is. Okay, but that was really exciting watching you fight with Dat. And well, but the Gagey fight was with uh, World Series, I guess. Yeah, that it was Series fight. Yeah. That was man. That was a war. That was crazy. Yeah, that was a good. One. Um, now you so, so but you said you're still not fully recovered what but i want to backtrack we're gonna run like a little bit long just like maybe 10 minutes if that's okay Okay. um because well when you first found out you had covid like what was that like how did that happen how did you know you had it or whatever
0: so so like like i said right i hadn't gotten sick in a very very long time because of the way that that i eat that i live right i have a very strong immune system And it caught me when my immune system was low. So I had just came off a win, which I only drank that one night. I don't if I don't have something big to celebrate, I don't drink. Nice. I did all my partying already, you know. I already have my fun.
1: For sure. So if
0: it's not like a birthday or something to celebrate, I won't have a drink, right? So then came the weekend after was my engagement weekend. Something I had been planning for like six six months, you know? And we did it in a yacht and whatnot and we were drinking the whole entire weekend, you know, um, and we went to, like, a very small, like, lounge. So my fiance caught it first. Ah. Like she caught it first, um, and I caught it two days after, right? Like, that's the first day of sentence for me, the third day of sentence for her.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We both took the Z-Pack. They learned to me, to her, and I guess it helped because she got good pretty quick. Okay. And, and I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then day 10, she's like, I mean, we've been together for like a little over three years. We don't, we don't argue. We don't fight. Awesome. Like, it the most peaceful relationship I've ever been in my life. Beautiful. So, so day 10, she like literally got into an argument with me because I said no to going to the hospital. Uh-huh. day 11, we got into a second argument. <laughs> ever.
1: Yeah. And
0: day 12... That's just the twelfth day of me being infected and zero food in my stomach. I can't even hold on with water. I'm it okay? Wow. Um, migraines, fevers. In day day twelve, I tell her four a.m. in the morning. I say, "Hey, take me, take me to the hospital." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I knew I was about to go. It was it was it, it was oh, it. But, wow. no, and then to my to my luck, I got misdiagnosed, man. With what? Not only did I get there at 5 a.m. in the morning, early to get started on my treatment and whatnot, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I get there, and i that's why I don't even mention the hospital because there was an angel in the end of the story, but there was a real asshole in the beginning of the story, right? dude, don't bite that. Don't bite that. This dude, this doctor, barely even comes into my room. He just opens the door, and he's, like, rushing. He's, like, in a rush, over Right? And from the door he comes and tells me, "Oh yeah, uh, you you don't you don't have COVID. Your, your pancreas, your pancreas almost blowing you." And I'm like, I'm just listening to him, right? And he's like, "Hey, yeah, you, you're you gonna be okay." Uh, and repeats the same thing again, right? So I'm like, I'm like, he says that I don't have COVID, right? Yeah. And I'm I like, Doc, the reason why I'm here is because all the symptoms of COVID, why like came here. Yeah, but you don't have corner. right at that point, I'm fucking lost it because he has this, this little attitude. He's in a rush and whatnot, right? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I don't have it? You haven't tested me for COVID yet, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten tested yet. So how are you looking at some paper telling me I don't have it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're in such a rush that you don't even know what you're saying. Wow. So he's real stupid, right? that he left Sends this nurse, this young dude, all right. And the nurse comes and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, I don't, I don't go too deep. The the, the fucker puts the, the thing here, like halfway on my nose. Of course he's going to come back negative. Uh-huh. So he comes back, doctor, you know, like he like he just accomplished something, right? He's like, see, I told you, it was your pancreas. You almost, you almost blew your pancreas. See, uh, you don't have COVID. So they send me to a non-COVID floor. Wow. Stop it. Right? Yeah. All the nurses that are taking care of me are telling me, like, oh, you got COVID. I'm like, yeah, I got COVID. That's why I'm here. Oh, my God. In the morning. I know I have COVID, you know? Yeah. And And I have to wait until fucking midnight to the shift changed. Wow. For the new doctor to come in so I can tell her that was an angel. She comes all the way inside my room, squats next to my bed, holds onto my hand, actually listens to me, you know? As yeah. a doctor. I came here because I have COVID. Yeah. That's the reason why I came here at 5 a.m. in the morning. And I've been here all this time just waiting for somebody to listen. Right? They yeah. diagnose me. I need to do another nasal swap. Yeah. So, okay, Papa. She approves everything, but you have to wait till the next day in the morning. So, in the morning, they come to do the new swap. Oh, guess what? You're positive. We've got to bring you back down to the COVID floor. Wow. To now begin my treatment. <laughs> it does <laughs> you know that so yeah, it was
1: it was a good trip. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. That's uh were they were they like are you vaccinated or anything?
0: Not yet, I'm getting vaccinated now. Oh you so okay, gonna, yeah. Gonna go can... to for the first time in thirty one years. So Hell
1: yeah, that should be exciting. 30,
0: yeah. We'll do a nice event for the kids. You know, you know, let's portion the kids. Wow,
1: how cool we'll is do that?
0: A nice for them as single mothers so, like your so mom Getting together we're gonna just do a nice a nice event for them
1: uh, very very cool um, okay did you ever you know reconnect with your dad or
0: anything yeah 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 I got to see my dad uh, three years ago the first time I saw him in 20 some 27 years Wow yeah when I got my my, my work permit made in a, a Vasper and I want
1: to go take a,
0: a quick visit with him over there in Mexico. He lives in
1: Mexico now. Oh, okay. Ouch. Is he yeah. doing all right?
0: Doing okay, you know, aging. You know? Yeah. He's aging. okay, he's calm.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good. At least he's out, you know, he got out of jail and he's in Yeah, yeah. Okay. he did his time. Very cool. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on, um, Luis Palomino, the bare-knuckle FC champion of the world. I look forward to watching your fight with Chad Mendez. I'm excited about that. Thank you for working with Sheath. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you
0: guys, man. It's the most comfortable I've ever used. It's too easy to talk about it, man. Because it's yeah. it's, really, it's just too easy to talk about it. That's the truth. The, the biggest thing that I used to say was like, okay, uh, now I gotta get training on doors. Okay, no, now I gotta get to, to be chill, tux, to be relaxed. Bro, I'll do both of this. Yeah. Both, but both of this, like I can either just go train. You just be relaxing, super comfortable. It made life simple for me. I always had that little, that little issue.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate you coming on, taking the time on a Saturday. It's nice to meet your dogs. Uh, <laughs> Thank so, you. um, I hope you have a great weekend. And you, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully be working together again on the next fight and uh, Thanks, go from there. We're
0: in touch, man. You let me know. Thank you for having me.
1: All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Bye-bye.